Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered, the eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Have a seat. How's everybody? anybody giving up anything for the new year? What are you giving up? I'm giving up all the volunteer time that I do. You're giving just, up the volunteer time? Just for a little while. We're trying to get people to volunteer. <laughs> I'll help you. And, you're not, and now you're giving it up? I need to for a little while, but I'll come and help you. Because it was too much. You're yeah. overwhelmed by it. Overwhelmed. My son even asked me, Mom, please give don't. it up. Give it up. He called the show. To say give it up? Yes. The, all the, how much volunteering are you doing? An awful lot. He does ac athletic activities. I do homeowners association. Too much. Social, yes, too, too much. much. It's overwhelming your life. Anybody else overwhelmed in your life and you've got, got to give up something? Yes, ma'am. You know, I was telling the lady earlier that I wanted to give up. Um, my son, has a, he's in a lot of activities, too. He takes uh, jazz on Mondays, tap on Tuesdays, basketball practice Wednesdays. The games are on Thursdays. He's and so exhausted. It's just so much. And then I work nights. And so then I have to have time to come home and help him with his homework. And I just can't find the time. I need sleep, and you know I don't want to give up the, the things that he loves to do. But I just I'm I'm worn out. I'm you just exhausted. I'm so tired <laughs> listening to you. I'm just exhausted. I really that am. That is too much going on. <laughs> well, you know people make New Year's resolutions all the time. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, I decided uh, this year I was going to give up swearing. Now it's very hard for me to admit this on television. I've admitted a lot of things on television that were, I know, seem more horrendous to other people, but they were easier to admit that in, in my private, frustrated moments, I swear. And it started, really, I'm gonna try not to cry about it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I really, it's a thing I really don't like about myself. And Stedman really doesn't like it. So, you know, we've been in a relationship for 12 years and we'll be sitting at the table or something's going on. And then I'll, I'll it's like the opposite roles because I'll say, excuse me, honey, then I'll use a swear word. And then he'll say, <laughs> why do you do that? And he thinks it's disgusting. My uh, mentor, Maya Angelou, thinks it's so disgusting. She says that words carry their own kind of energy and won't allow anybody to swear in her house. So I like, I'm always on point when I'm in her house. <laughs> But I, I would have to say this started, I grew up in a newsroom, as many of you, and I've been in news before I did this, and it's just like common language in a newsroom. I was taught by Richard Cher uh, in Baltimore, and it's just, people would just say, not even good morning, they say, how the huh are you? <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to give it up. In a recent poll, 89% of people say that swearing is an issue for them. So I felt so relieved. I'm not alone. It's gotten so bad that there's now a school to learn to stop swearing. <laughs> I don't know if I need to school, but what, what, what those of us who, in our moments of frustration, swear know, sometimes you need the consonants. Like you need that <laughs> sound in order to eliminate the frustration. And sometimes if you're gonna like substitute another word like, oh, pooty, it doesn't work. <laughs> Some people think pooty is swearing. But anyway, Jim O'Connor runs the uh, Cuss Control Academy. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Cuss Control Academy in the United States. It's gotten this bad. And seated next to Jim are some students who say they are trying to control their dirty words. Really, there, there was a need for a Cuss Control? Absolutely, absolutely. They're swearing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you should, I mean, we, 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 uh, we come on before a lot of the newscasts in this country. You should go to a newsroom. Just oh, yeah. like, just about before the time the people go on the air. Go to an edit room. That's it right. is bad in there. And these are journalists who are experts in the English language That's and great true. communicators. That's true. That's supposedly Strange. true. Yeah. Okay, so why do people cuss so much? All kinds of reasons. It's easy language. It's easy. lazy language. Lazy, it's I It's fun agree. to do it. Uh, it's sometimes it's flirtatious. It's uh, a way to vent anger and frustration. Well, you know, it's interesting because I didn't realize it was so bad till I heard other women doing it. Because Stephanie's yeah. always said how, b how bad and disgusting mm -hmm. it is. Then you hear other people do it. You think, do I sound that bad when I do it? Exactly. You do. That's why I started the class, because I was swearing all the time myself. I couldn't stand hearing myself. You couldn't stand hearing yourself. Yeah. OK, Jonathan, you're a student. Jonathan? For myself, I have a uh, three and a one-year-old child. and. Uh, Started to hear a my three boy, and a one year old three and a one year old boy Charlie and Jonathan and uh, started to hear Charlie repeat some of my uh, loose language and you know my wife and I would chuckle and we'd turn around and, and try not to see the boy like the F word he'd yeah say, what's I, the... that was the word as a matter of fact oh, yeah. that uh, inspired it and you know basically it was funny for a moment and then afterwards you sort of realize you feel a little guilty in the responsibility level that uh, you know so wasn't you it wasn't how I was raised and it wasn't permissible so then So what got you started? Mine was a newsroom. I know that well, for I'm, sure. I'm from a New Yorker. Maybe that's part of the uh... <laughs> 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 might no. be part of the problem, but uh... no, Would you think do New Yorkers cuss mm. more than other people? They do. I general? think they're more flamboyant or more, you know, sometimes cursing can be a bond. And now after taking the course, I find it to be something where uh, the person using it is demeaning. To, it, it seems to me they don't have uh, the power of what well, they're I trying agree. to get across. I, it's, a it's horrible. It's, I agree it's horrible. Okay. So I hear you're a preacher's daughter. 
Oh, yes. A preacher's daughter. <laughs> well, for me, that's probably was the beginning of my cursing because I really got tired of being treated like Little Miss Goody Two-Shoes. Yeah. So I decided, you know, the power of shock value was really a great thing. You'd lay it on them. Yes. Yeah. So I started this in high school. Uh, then in college, I declared a theology major, so it was more obligatory cussing. And then the next thing I knew, I was a mother of three children, and I really never stopped cussing. And although I don't cuss at them, but I certainly do swear in front of them. Oh. And I've learned since I've taken Jim's course that more that than just course. the actual words itself, that it's this negative atmosphere that's created that yeah. I want to get away from because I'm really trying to be a positive role model for my children. I work in a high school. I need to be a positive role model around those students. Oh, absolutely. And I just want to, so I'm working more to and dissipate. And you, you feel bad about yourself when you use the words. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. So let's hear some good substitute swear words. Mm -hmm. I mean, what happens in the Cuss Academy? We want to know. Uh, well, we... And, wait a minute. And, and how silent. long do you have yeah. to go there? I mean, do, and when do you finally graduate? Yeah. Some people never get out. Some people never get out. Yeah. Like, is it like... And is it like a, like a six-week course or... No, actually, it takes about one hour uh, to you to really become aware of all the reasons why you shouldn't swear to look at the ways you can change your attitude and your tone and just the way you live your life. Okay, so what are the reasons you say we shouldn't swear? We all, people who swear know they shouldn't. Well, you don't exactly build good, strong relationships by swearing. Right. Uh, you don't get uh, hired or promoted, uh, unless you're a Howard Stern. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, you really don't make friends. You don't improve a conversation. You don't get invited back to anything. People don't think well of you. Yeah, and okay. you look bad. And you look it's bad. Not okay. only offend people, but you create a very bad image of yourself. Okay. Now, uh, what are some of the substitutes? We want to know. So what you come in there, so if you spend an hour uh -huh. talking about mm -hmm. why you do it. Right. Okay. Well, there's all, for example, the, uh, the four-letter S word. There's, I have 65 different expressions, common expressions. And you can't use one word to substitute you for can't. all those expressions. No. But if you're just shouting the out. The four-letter S word. Oh. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like, who gives a yeah. darn, you know? And uh, we are just shooting the breeze. There's yeah. lots of different words that you can use. Shooting the breeze. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. But if you're angry, that's the one everyone wants to know about. What do I do when I'm angry? Yeah. You know? Like, I've and, tried Shazam, because Gomer used to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Gomer used to say, Shazam! Yeah. And that seems to work, because you, you need that sh sound. Yeah, yeah. And the zam on the end yeah. seems to give you a little momentum there. That's right. Yeah. No, that's so, right. So that's, that's why good. people say shoot. Because shoot. shoot's real close to the real thing. Yeah, and yeah. shoot helps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always say a thousand curses. You know, it just feels good to say a thousand curses. It kind of covers the whole gamut. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. <laughs> Let's all try it. A thousand curses. curses. Yeah. Oh my, a thousand curses. Uh, I like Shazam better. <laughs> I like Shazam with a southern accent, okay? Whatever what else? you use, see, it's just a habit. You're in the habit of using that other word. Yeah. If you get in the habit of saying shoot, it really will do it for you okay. after a couple of years now, of practice. Now, frickin' works pretty good for the F word. Yeah. I know somebody around here that'll do, not a, say, it's not a frickin' thing. Yeah. Frickin' works pretty good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it doesn't fool anybody, but yeah, it All works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it doesn't, yeah. it sort of get, you need the F and the K, I think. The frickin', yeah. don't you think? I like frickin'. Frickin'. Okay, yes, ma'am, what is your substitute? My first grade teacher does 
does not like my kids using the word frickin'. She doesn't like frickin'? No, it was not acceptable. It was the first time she'd heard it from a first grader in 10 years. <laughs> so we don't use that anymore either. Oh, frickin's bad. Frickin's okay. bad. Frickin'. You think frickin's bad? Well, again, it, you really, you, everyone knows exactly what you're saying, you know. It's better than the real thing. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. Freaking, some people say freaking. Okay, okay. Still close. Okay, yes, yes ma'am, over there. You got one for the SH word. My high school teacher used to have this bucket of a big rock on the side of the class, and he called it a crock of schist, because schist is rock. So that's the substitution, schist. Yeah, you could get mis misheard many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a crock of schist. Oh, yeah. crock of schist. Yes, ma'am, lady in red. My dear mother-in-law used to say, oh, shite. Oh, shite? Oh, shite. Well, you might as well use the... Uh... Well, you know, it was acceptable. <laughs> it was acceptable. Any more? We need some more subs for the uh, F word. What? What? Oh, dang nabbit? Dang nabbit. Dang nabbit. That's... It's a, it's a little long, but you have to use something that you're going to remember to use, I think, is important. And I'm dying to, to attend the Cuss Control Academy yet, because I've been in a, a state of denial for many years that I had a problem, but then my girlfriend said that I use the F word as a verb, noun, and adjective in the same sentence. I was the yeah. first person she'd known to do that. Yeah. And I've been in sports for about a dozen years, so it was accepted. And now I'm I learning know. that. In sport, news. Absolutely. Newsroom, newsroom, yeah. So now it's, it's not socially acceptable in a lot of the circles I'm in, unless I'm playing football or softball. But outside of that spectrum, I'm trying to learn to not curse. And I did a little course study this weekend. I told my girlfriend I'd give her a quarter for every time that I swore. Yeah? And by the end of the weekend, I, I did a little tabulation and I got a... <laughs> You're kidding! $2,584.25. Actually, no, it was $5.50. Really? Which is way too much money, I think. In uh, quarters, that's a yes, lot. Yes, in quarters, it was yeah. a lot. So I'm working hard and I'm looking forward to taking the course. All right, Cuss Academy. Cuss Academy USA, that's what it's come to. <laughs> All right, but I'm giving it up. I'm giving it, it, and I'm having people remind me, which I'm sure they will mm -hmm. around here if I do. But I don't, I don't say it in a mean way. I think that's even worse just to kind of use it casually, casually don't you? Casually, right. Isn't that worse? Yeah, it is because I'm that's the easiest person. one to correct. Yeah. You know, there's no excuse. Yeah, no excuse for it. <laughs> no. No excuse for it. Richard Chair. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.
Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Today, <laughs> today we're asking you to ask yourself an important question. What could I give up to make my life happier, calmer, easier? Most Americans are working longer hours than ever before, and when the time is scarce, even things that are supposed to be fun start to feel like obligations. Laura Berman, a Fort Gang, is a life coach and the author of this book, Take Yourself to the Top. Take yourself to the top. She says that most of us are living on adrenaline and we need to learn to set boundaries before we crash hard. Is that true? That we're just, is true. We're just bouncing around. We're buzzing. Buzzing. Buzzing, buzzing, and yeah. we have no idea what we want anymore, really. Yeah, you're buzzing. That's what you were telling us, right? You're, exactly. You're buzzing. You, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> you're buzzing. <laughs> but I keep going. I still find the energy to keep going, even though I'm just so, I'm just so but, worn and out. And you said it. At the end of the day, you crash. I crash. And that's what adrenaline is. Mm -hmm. If you're crashing at the end of the day, you are running on adrenaline exactly. all day long. Yeah, anybody else feel like that here? Yeah. You do? Okay. And it's a drug. It is a drug. It is a drug. We use it to tell us we're great, we can do more, we can take on more. And it really desensitizes us to what's gonna make us happy. Well, Kathy Leafball says that she comes from three generations of busy women, busy, 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 busy. She knows that she's overscheduled, but can't seem to find anything that she could give up. And Laura met with Kathy to identify some options. You know all the activities that you're involved with. Mm -hmm. I wanna ask you, what needs do you think drive you to do so much? I, I have a problem with not being able to say no. Okay. <laughs> okay. I yep. like to please other people. I, I like to feel like I'm making somebody else happy. So we want to look at things in two ways. Does this consume my life or does it enhance my life? Right. Does it drain me and upset me and mm -hmm. make me miserable or does it make me joyful and want to fly? Okay, that's how we want to look at things. There are times when, you know, you know, one o'clock in the morning and I'm still doing things, I'm like, oh, this is just nuts. Right. This is not fun now. What happens when we keep saying yes and yes and yes is we actually get adrenalized. Mm -hmm. We get like, we're buzzing. Right. You know, we have to go a million miles an hour right. to do everything, right? right? So what happens is you're not even aware of what you're missing or what you're not right. saying yes or no to. Right. It's kind of like I feel like I can do better when I'm under stress. When we have so much activity, and you said you feel a little let down, and mm -hmm. like I, f I function better under pressure, mm -hmm. um, that's because usually, because we're uncomfortable with nothingness. Yeah. yeah. What's in the nothingness that we don't want to be with? Well, I, I guess because I, I would say I don't feel like I'm needed. That's the driving need, mm -hmm. okay? See, we took us a while, but we're yeah, getting to the, okay. to the gem and to the truth, okay? <laughs> that when there's nothing to do, you don't feel like you're being needed, and there's a letdown, and there's the need to add more to the plate. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's pretty good to happen in that length of time. Yeah, would you say, Kathy? Oh, definitely. Uh huh. That was huge for Kathy to realize that the need to be needed was driving her to have a humongous schedule. Mm -hmm. And what do we find out? Your need to be needed could be met where? In other places, five other places. Right at home. At home, church, where I want to be, and yet I feel like I'm being pulled other places that I'm not getting the total fulfillment. Okay, for every, everybody out there now who's thinking about this question, because this is what we're talking about today, what could you give up to make your life more comfortable, easier, 
happier, calmer. Uh, one of the things you say, the way to decide that is, what is it you complain about the most? Yeah, what are your complaints? What mm -hmm. do people hear you talking about all the time? What are your husband's complaints about what you're doing all the time <laughs> and your family? And your complaints are going to show you those things that you're putting up with and doing anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the next question is, what do we do about that? Um, I ask people to look at what's the driving need? Why are you doing so many things? Okay, that so you first don't you got to identify the thing that you complain about the most, and then ask yourself why. Then do, why do you feel the need to do it when you say you don't want to right. do it? What am I getting out of it? Yeah, good. there's something you're getting out of it, and in Kathy's case, it was the need to be needed was being filled for her. Okay, but then we found if we uh, prioritize the things that she wanted for life, or what did she really want? Okay, that's a key question that we keep asking on this show. That is what it. do you want? What do you want? So let's review what Kathy's obligations are. Coordinates two kids' schedules. Mm -hmm. You do. You work part-time. Mm -hmm. You direct uh, theater play. Mm -hmm. And you talk to your mother every day. <laughs> Long distance. Long distance. Every day. Yes, okay. I do. Okay. And, and you suggest what? That Kathy does what? Well, I said, Kathy, you've got to stop asking yourself the question, how do I have it all? How do I do it all? And start asking yourself, what do I really want? What do you really want? What was the answer to that question? Well, there were several things. I, I need to focus more on the health and welfare of my family. I, I find and yourself. That I, and myself. <laughs> I put things off. I, I don't take that priority to say, oh, gosh, I guess I need to go to the doctor and, and get medication. It's one of those things I put it off and put it off. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that the next day. Um, spending more time with my family instead of running them to swim practice and running them to soccer, actually having quality time where we just sit down and talk. Doing so you're going to give up what? I'm going to give up the play. I'm not going to direct the spring play. I'm going to give that up. You're going to give it up? I'm giving it up. Is that what you want to do? <clears throat> yes, it is. Okay, that's terrific. Because you decided that what you really wanted was more time with your family. Right. And you can't have it if you're directing no. the play. Absolutely not. Right. And you're pleased with that decision? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Bridget Baker is another person who feels overloaded. Well, let's go over what Bridget is managing right now. You coordinate three kids' schedules. Yes. Yeah. Uh, attend your daughter's volleyball games every weekend. Yeah, she plays college volleyball, and we try to get travel to see her, and then we have to coordinate the other children's soccer schedule so they're not missing soccer for us to travel away to see her while she's playing. Works part-time. Yes. Serves on five executive boards for charities. Yes. Why do you do that? I don't know. I, <laughs> I would like that my husband would like to know that he thinks he's the only person I can say no to is what he has told me. <laughs> so, I understand. Yes. So um, it's easier when I had this as a disease, um, and I do think it is. Uh, we call it the disease to please. This disease to please. When is. I had it as a disease, I could only say no to the people I knew mm -hmm. really cared about me, yes. and and would give me their support no matter what. Yes. But everybody else, Tom, Dick, and Joe, and Harry. <laughs> And soon, <laughs> okay. I was saying yes to. So your husband may be right yes. in some yeah. ways. Bridget seems to be a prime example of somebody who's... Br Bridget was perfect in her example, really. Because it is reversible. It's not a disease that's going to take years to eradicate just some practice. It took me 42 years, but it doesn't have to take that long. Not everyone's going to yeah. take that long. Right. And what we saw when we listed the five things that are most important to Bridget, what does she really want? Her real life, compared to the ideal, was completely opposite. Mm -hmm. So where charity and contribution was number five on her ideal list of things she wanted, it was number two in her real life. So we had to look at, you know, the things that she says she wants, is her real life reflecting that? And the answer was no. So what can you do now? What'd you get? Well, that's a good question to ask everybody out there. Okay, everybody. The things else. you say you want, is your real life reflecting that? That's the key. 
once we get the list of what you want, once you figure that out, then you have to flip the page and say, does my life reflect what I say is important? Okay, that's the question we're all asking ourselves. I think the most important thing I got out of that was when we, we listed, you know, what should be important and Laura forced me to put my own health and well-being first, which normally I wouldn't. That goes um, on everyone's list. It was first. last on my actual list. It was and last on your actual last. list. Your own health and well-being. Yeah, and, and the words that struck me the most, I think, talking to her, were that you need to give from a full cup. So if my own cup is not full, I cannot give people everything that I need to give yeah. to them. Or I see like you to. all nodding here, and I'm, I'm sure that people who are listening to us right now are hearing that. It makes the little hairs on your head raise. It makes look, <laughs> these go. Yeah, because listen, look at all the moms and dads out there who are just giving, 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 giving themselves and empty, and you can't give from an empty cup. No, that's why I call it the hero syndrome. A true hero gives when their cup is full because there's so much to give. But we were so taught the opposite. We were so taught that if you don't give and give and give and give and give and give, then people aren't gonna like you and think you're not a nice girl. I know. It's about being a good girl or, yeah. or not a good girl. And good girls and guys need to learn that service doesn't need to be servile. That sacrifice and service are not the same word. And we have some change to make in accepting yeah, it's that It's a belief. paradigm shift here. So what do you suggest that Bridget needs to do? Give oh, up. Well, Bridget and I talked about giving up, and it was very hard. But she made a commitment to me that she would, instead of giving something up right away, she would stop saying yes to things. So I guess yeah, in essence... You don't essence, need to be on five boards, Bridget. No, we did agree that I do need to serve. That is something that is within me that I'm raised with. So I just need to just take the level down, you know, that knowing that someone else can take the responsibility and, and just do what's very important to me at a lower level. I don't need to be in charge of everything. You don't no, I do need not. to no, be in charge. No, I do Everything, <laughs> Bridget. That's what she always But she had a need to make an impact. Well, we talked about the driving need, and the need to make an impact was what co was causing her to be on everything and have an impact everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Deanna Neal is a high school student who says that she knows she's overcommitted. I think of myself as, as very busy, having a lot of things going on all the time. I love writing. I take voice lessons. I did debate. I played soccer. I fenced. I played piano. I'm in theater right now. Beginning of this year, I just was so overwhelmed. I was so busy. One day, I was so stressed out that I just literally broke into tears. They don't know when to say no. And at times, I worry about the students will overschedule because of pressures they put on themselves. Uh, in some cases, maybe parental pressure or just living in a very successful home and environment. Five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, The reason why I'm doing these activities is because I enjoy them. I do end up sacrificing my sleep and my health. I definitely don't want to give anything up, but don't want to be this busy. Aren't you afraid you're missing out on just being young? No, I feel actually like I'm absorbing what it is to be young because I'm experimenting with a lot of different things and finding out what it is that makes me happy. When I go into college next year, I, I know that I can't start with like such a full plate. Right. So I know that it's you know a fresh this. start. Right. You know I know that I, I, don't, I won't have to be so overwhelmed and lose so much sleep, which well, is the worst. What will be the criteria for you now as you move forward into a new stage? Like, what will you allow to be on your plate? Well, I think before I say yes and jump right into something, I'm just going to have to sit back and say, can I do this? This right. is key, because when you stop, you get to feel your gut. And your gut will tell you, is this dread, or is this excitement, right. mm -hmm. or is this adrenaline? And that's the tricky part. Adrenaline, again, the drug, is very tricky. 
And when you get excited, it's adrenaline. You jump right. in and you find out a month later, yeah. what did I do? So you said a magic word. I'm going to stop and look yeah. before I jump in. And that's what we all need to do. Well, how many people, isn't it, now this is the need, comes from the need to please, which you may, luckily, your mom raised you. This next generation doesn't have this disease. But how many of you have done this where you accept the thing, you're saying yes, and you feel the dread as you're saying it? Yeah. Uh, isn't that sick? Hello. <laughs> you're feeling the dread as you're saying it so that you know by the time the day comes around, you're really going to hate everybody. That, and everything. <laughs> and everything. What and is know, that? What is that? That's, that's over-promising. That's immediately jumping in. But you know what? The minute you know that you, you were wrong, switch it. That's what we don't do, is we stick with it. We already said yes, so I have to live it out. Yeah. If you know two seconds later that you're wrong, you say, you know, I made a mistake. I can't do yeah. that. Somebody told me this one. Suzanne DePass it was at Motown told me. It was a big lesson in my life because I'd made some decision and I said, but I said I said I was going to do it. She said, you have the right to change your mind, yeah. which was like a big old light bulb. <laughs> 150 water went off. I'm like, I do? You can change it. You have the right to change your mind. Yeah, and if we cause a problem for somebody, it's their responsibility to say, oh, I have a problem. Can we adjust this? Can we negotiate it? But the reason why we don't do it is we think it's our problem. I have to be responsible for right. how they will react to me when I say no, right? We Good. think that. But you have the right to change your mind. Thank you very much, everybody. Once again, Laura's book is called Take Yourself to the Top. Stop, you know, messing around in the middle. That's what you're saying. That's right. Go right to the top. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.